Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. And I'm here every week talking with you about the mental side of sports. I've been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. And I work with athletes at all levels of competition, from the Olympic team, professional teams, collegiate teams, down to youth sports. Love doing this show every week because we talk about the mindset. We talk about attitudes. We talk about mental preparation. We talk about how your mind affects your performance. And each week we get into discussions about different topics on this show that affect you psychologically. I've had the privilege to be on the radio now for 27 years in the Kansas City area. And this show is a fun thing to talk with people about because we delve into how athletes, coaches perform under pressure, how we succeed, how we fail, and how we handle that. You know, I like to say you can have two athletes of equal physical skills, but the one with the stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. And every week I bring up topics on this show that I think will be interesting to discuss and understand how we can play to the best of our abilities. You know, my definition of winning is not about coming in first place. To me, a winner is someone who goes out and does their best every day. You can come in last place, but have done, you're running a race, but maybe you ran your best time. Then you've won. You've succeeded. You didn't win the race, but you personally succeeded and won. I don't think we teach failure enough in youth sports. I think we focus too much on getting the trophy or winning the prize or getting a ribbon. And we don't spend enough time, I think, understanding how to fail. So today I want to talk about what I call the four keys to success. Throughout my career, I've, I've seen changes in sports. I've seen changes in youth sports. I've seen pressures starting to be put on younger and younger athletes to succeed. When I started practicing in 1981 till now, I've seen younger and younger athletes come into my offices. I'm seeing seven and eight-year-olds now coming in with their parents because they're not handling pressure well. They're not winning and they're getting upset. Why would a seven or eight-year-old be upset about winning? Well, because their parents are upset and or the coaches are upset. There's no reason for that. It should be about having fun. Youth sports should be about the, the enjoyment, the experience, learning skills, getting better, and not being afraid to screw up. So what does it take to make it to succeed? I think there are four key words that I like to delve into. First one's preparation. How do you get yourself ready to play? Mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, nutritionally. What are the things you do to get yourself prepared? How do you get prepared? What do you do mentally to get ready? From a psychological perspective, do you have a routine? Do you have a key, a consistent key routine that you use? I know many of the athletes I work with in my office, I'll, you know, we talk about this, and I say, okay, what do you do to get ready? And typically they'll tell me, well, I just sort of maybe listen to some music. I don't know. I don't have a mental plan. So that's one of the key things that I try to work with people on. I've had ma ma many professional athletes who have told me they don't really have a consistent mental plan. We've worked on that. A very successful relief pitcher started working with me years ago. He could throw the ball almost 100 miles an hour, but mentally, he didn't know what he was doing. So we developed a routine for him. 
So there's the preparation part. I want to talk about that today. Second's focus. Focus is, is something we all need when we're, we're doing anything. You need to focus or concentrate on what you're doing. So I try to look at, at athletes, coaches, teams, and ask them, what do you do to focus? What do you do to concentrate to get ready mentally? Where is your focus at? And what are the distractions that get in the way? In order to be able to concentrate to your best ability, you need to be able to concentrate and deal with distractions. That then takes us to the third word, which is attitude. You know, I always like to say there are three kinds of attitudes, positive, negative, and realistic. We all want to have a positive attitude whenever we go do anything. We're always told to be positive. You know, researchers found it takes 12 positive statements to overcome one negative. So if you say, I can't do it, you have to say, I can do it, 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 I can do it. That's for the average person. For athletes, I say it's about maybe eight because I think athletes sometimes mentally are a little bit stronger. But still, being positive isn't easy, especially in today's society with all the negativity that goes on. But I talk about a realistic attitude. A realistic attitude is things are going to happen. Things are going to go poorly. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. How do you recover from that? And if you're positive about dealing with that, you'll move on. No one's perfect. And it's amazing how many young people come into my office and I'll ask them, are you a perfectionist? And they say, oh, yeah, doc. It's all, it's all got to be right. Why? And then they'll look over at their parents. Well, they'll get upset at me or the coach will get upset at me. I'll ask the parents, why do you get upset? Well, we want them to do well, but I don't really get upset at them. I get upset for them. But sometimes that gets misconstrued. So having a positive, realistic attitude is important. Then that takes us to the foundation of all of it, which is confidence. What is confidence? It's the belief in yourself. It's the belief that you've got that you can do something. Confidence to me is one of the easiest things to lose and one of the hardest things to gain. How do we gain confidence? By learning, by growing, and by not being afraid, not being afraid to fail. One of the things I see with many young athletes today is they are afraid to screw up. And that fear becomes so overwhelming when they go out to perform that they're always focusing on what they don't want to do right or what they want to do wrong instead of what they want to do right. So a negative attitude focusing on fear affects your confidence. And I always like to ask the question, do you have to be confident to be successful or do you have to be successful to be confident? So I'd like to open up our phone lines and let's get some calls in here. I want to find out from you. What are the things you focus on when you're performing? Where is your mindset when you're concentrating? What are the things you want to concentrate on in your sports performance? How do you get prepared? What are the things you do to get prepared? Do you have a mental routine? And what kind of attitude does, do you have that affects your confidence? Our phone number, as always, is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. If you're a coach, how do you get your team prepared to play mentally, physically, psychologically? What are the things you do mentally to help them get prepared? How do you help them focus? What are the things you teach them or work with them on in terms of focus? What kind of attitude do your players have, does your team have? Is it a positive attitude? Is it a negative attitude? If it's negative, how do you change it to being positive? How do you get them to get out of that rut? And then if you have an athlete on your team who is lacking confidence, you can see it in their body language. You can see it in their behavior. You can see it in the things they say. What do you say to them? What do you do with them? 
How do you help them get through that? Our number is 913-3810-810. Let's get some calls in here. Let's get a discussion going. I want to find out as a coach, how do you get your team prepared to play? How do you help them focus and concentrate and deal with distractions? What are the distractions that they have? How do you help them develop a positive, realistic attitude? What do you do when there's negativity? How do you help them overcome that? And then in the end, how do you build their confidence up when it's down? When you have an athlete on your team, it could be a boy or a girl, a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. You have an athlete on your team and their confidence isn't strong, it's weak, it's lacking. What do you do as a coach to help them get through that? Let's get some calls in here. Let's get a conversation going. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're the leader in sports, Sports Radio 10 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 10 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic are the issues that help get us prepared to play. I, I talk about four key words, as I mentioned in our intro. Preparation, focus, attitude, confidence. And I want to get into s- discussions now with callers about these topics and how important they are. What do you do to get mentally prepared for a competition? If you're a coach, I'd like to hear from you and find out what do you do to get your team mentally prepared to play? Do you have a consistent routine you work through? Is there something you teach them, or does everybody do their own thing? From a focused perspective, what are the things you teach your athletes to concentrate on? What do you want them concentrating on? How do you deal with distractions? Because distractions happen for everybody. There are external and internal distractions. External distractions are the things going on around you. Internal distractions are what you're thinking about. How do you handle those? How do you teach your athletes to have a positive attitude? What do you do if they have a negative attitude? What if, the, if you, you can tell before the game that you've got some young people on your team with a bad attitude? They don't think you're going to win. They're down in the dumps. They don't think they're any good. How do you change that around? And then how do you help someone whose confidence is not good? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. Let's get some calls in here. Haven't had any calls yet this morning. So let's have some calls in here. Let's get a discussion going. If you're a coach, how do you prepare your team to play? What do you get them to do mentally before a game? Do you have a consistent routine? If you have a youth youth softball team, youth volleyball team, do you just get out there and warm up and start playing? Do you have them go through any visualization? You know, one of the things about visualization with athletes is that the research has found that when athletes visualize on a consistent basis, they have almost an 80 to 85% greater chance of succeeding. So why not have your team visualize themselves playing a game before they play it? At some point in their preparation, take some time to have them go through a visualization exercise. Take the time mentally to see themselves playing. Not just succeeding, but see themselves screwing up as well and how they're going to overcome it. We all fail in sports. We all fail at everything we do. And the key thing to overcoming that is how you respond. And that, to me, is where visualization can help. When I work with athletes in my office and when I go out and talk to teams, we spend a lot of time on visualization. Remember years ago, back in the 1980s, I'd worked with the Kansas City Comets indoor soccer team. 
And when I first started working with them, we were out in Las Vegas. And I actually took the team through a visualization exercise in the, in the locker room. We had guys from, I think, eight different countries on our team. And it was interesting how they responded because one of the guys who was a very uh, experienced veteran player from, from Europe came up to me afterwards and said, said, Doc, this is something I've done my whole career. You just sort of put it into words, but it's what I do, and it's why I've been good. I, I get ready mentally. I'm ready for the things that happen out there, so nothing shocks me, nothing but bothers me. All right, as I mentioned, our phone number is 913-3810810. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, how do you get your team mentally prepared to play? What are the things you take them through, or do you even have a routine? Is there something you do as a coach to help your team get ready to play? Would you like to learn something? Would you like to teach them something? Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Let's see what we can do. If you're an athlete, do you have a routine you go through before your competition? Is there something you do consistently, mentally, before you play a game, before you play a contest, before you play a con- get involved in your, in your competition? Do you have a routine in your mind that you go through? Our number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you and see what you say. And then what do you focus on when you're competing? One of the interesting things is I like to listen to interviews with athletes after they have finished a competition. And in the Masters recently, Patrick Reed won. Going into the last day, many of the commentators were saying, well, he's paired with Roy McIlroy. He's never been in this situation before. He's probably not going to do very well. I'm, I'm picking McIlroy to beat him. I heard this from most of all the, all the commentators. Well, McElroy didn't win. He didn't play very well in the final round, and Patrick Reed did and won the Masters. In the interviews afterwards, listening to him talk, what did he talk about? When they asked him, what were you focusing on? He said, I was focusing on that shot. Did you know where you stood in terms of the standings? Yeah, I was aware of it, but it didn't matter. I had to concentrate and focus on the next shot. I had to focus on whatever shot I was hitting, whether it was off the tee, it was a putt, out of the fairway. I had to focus on where I wanted to hit that next shot. So his concentration, as I like to talk about, was focusing on the moment. And he focused on his effort. I was talking about FOE versus FOR. FOE is focus on your effort and what you're doing at that moment. Focusing on results is focusing on the score or focusing on what you want to do. And that's not what you want to be concentrating on when you're playing. Because when you're concentrating too much on results, on the score, it's much more difficult to concentrate on your effort and your execution at that moment. And if you sit and think about it, if you think about when you've succeeded and when you failed, more than likely your focus has been more so on your effort at that moment. If you're hitting a golf shot, all right, 110 yards off the green, it's an easy wedge shot, there's a trap to the right, there's some water in front, but it's 110 yards, what do I need to do to hit that ball 110 yards? Instead of thinking, oh gosh, there's a trap over there on the right, I don't want to hit it in the sand, or I don't want to hit it in the water, because then when you're thinking about that, you're thinking about what you don't want to do. So your focus needs to be on your execution. And then that, as I said, affects your attitude. And that affects how you feel, whether you're positive or negative. And it's so much easier to be negative. It's so much easier to get in that negative mode because negativity is all around. You know, I once had a golfer 
years ago, a collegiate golfer was playing a tournament, three rounds. He was in first place by two strokes on the 16th hole in the final day. Par three comes up to the tee box, and the coach who's sitting there told him, don't hit it in the trap everybody else has. Well, guess what he did? He plunks it in the trap, ends up getting a triple bogey on that hole, loses the round, loses the tournament by one stroke. Came in and saw me the next day. He was furious at his coach. We sat down and talked. I said, you know what? You made two mistakes. Number one, you let your coach get into your head. And number two, you got angry at him. Your focus should have been on you. And when he said, don't hit it in the trap, you needed to say, all right, what do I need to do to hit it on the green? What do I need to do to execute? What do I need to do to hit this ball properly? And focus on you. Instead, you let your mind get too caught up in what he was saying. And I said, when you're standing over your tee shot, it was only a 120-yard hole. What were you thinking? I was thinking, I better not do what he said, don't hit it in the trap. Well, when you're thinking, don't hit it in the trap, what are you thinking about? Hitting it in the trap. And plunk, there it goes. If you're a coach, I want to hear from you. If you're an athlete, I'd like to hear from you this morning. What are the things you do to get prepared to play? What are the things you focus on when you execute, when you're on in your game, on the golf course, on the tennis court. Our number is 913-3810-810. Give me a call and let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Let's discuss it. Let's see what you need to do to be successful. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, this is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show, and today's topic are the keys to success, preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence. And I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, how do you get your team prepared to play? Do you have a mental routine that you teach your athletes to go through before a competition? If you are an individual athlete, what do you do mentally before you play? Do you have a routine or do you just go at it with whatever? No game plan. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. Let's get some calls in here. Let's get a conversation going. I'd like to find out what you do as an athlete to get ready to play. Do you have a routine you go through? If you're a coach and you've got a soccer team, a baseball team, a volleyball team, softball, swimming, or you coach individual athletes, what do you teach them to do mentally before they compete? I said earlier, I like this saying, I've used it for years. You can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with a stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. Well, how do you develop a stronger mind? I believe very strongly it has a lot to do with mental preparation. Yes, you need to learn skills and fundamentals and techniques, you know, how you execute your sport. But mentally, you have to have a game plan on what you're going to do. How will I handle different situations? If you're a coach, do you teach your team to visualize? I'd like to hear from you on that. Do you have a routine you go through with your team that you teach them how to visualize? And if you do, what is it? Do you talk to them about succeeding and failing? Do you just talk to them about succeeding? Over the years, throughout my 37 years of work as a sports psychologist, one of the things that I 
spent a lot of time with athletes on is a game plan for failure. A game plan for what, we call it the what-if plan. What if something goes wrong? What if I make a mistake? What if something doesn't happen the way I want it to? How will I react to that? Am I going to freak out and flip out and lose it? Or am I going to keep my calm and cool and keep going? I think that's really important. And too many people I see and talk to, well, they expect to win. They expect to succeed all the time. And when they don't, they don't know how to deal with it. One of the things with a lot of young athletes that I've seen over the years who are really successful at younger ages, as they get older, eventually they're going to start screwing up and making mistakes. They're going to start playing if they survive in their sport and they make it to high school sports from the youth sports level. You know, they're a survivor because a lot of kids have quit who they were playing with. And so by the time they get to high school, everybody playing is pretty good. And so consequently, you're not always going to succeed. And maybe you have all the way up there. Just yesterday in my office, I had a young baseball player who expected to make the junior varsity team, didn't make it, mostly because of an injury, got relegated to the sophomore team in high school on, on, on baseball. Pretty bummed about it. Didn't feel it was good enough. Took him a little while, but eventually he got it together and started playing well and started just focusing on how he was playing, and he did pretty good because he changed his attitude around. He realized, all right, you know what? I'm playing baseball, whether I'm playing on the varsity team, the C team, or the freshman team. It doesn't matter. I'm playing. How can I have fun and do well? And then he started doing better. All right, I'd like to hear from you. Our number is 913-3810-810. We haven't had any calls yet today, which is unusual. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. How do you get mentally prepared to compete? What are the things you do mentally to get ready to go out and play? Do you have a routine or do you just wing it and just go out there without any game plan? How important is visualization for you? Do you visualize and picture in your mind what you want to do? You know, people ask me, Doc, what's visualization mean? Visualization is picturing in your mind what you want to do before you do it. It's not just always visualizing success. It's visualizing how you would deal with negativity or failure. What am I going to do if something goes wrong? What am I going to do if things don't happen the way I want them to? And it's important that you have a game plan for that. If you listen to any successful athlete, they will talk about in their post-game or competition interview how mentally they had a plan to handle things. They didn't freak out if something went wrong. They were ready to deal with it. In their mind, they knew they had to be ready for that and they didn't freak out about going screwing up or things going wrong. All right, I'd like to hear if you're a coach. I said no one's called in yet, which is unusual for Sunday, Sunday morning shows we do here. I'd like to hear if you're a coach. I'd like to find out from you, what do you tell your team about getting mentally prepared? What are the things you tell your team before a competition to get mentally prepared? If you are an athlete, what do you do to get mentally prepared to compete? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. It's important that you have a consistent routine that works for you. And you know what? You've got to figure it out. Sometimes you'll have something that works for a while and you'll have to change it. And I think that's where the attitude part comes in. 
Are you a positive person or a negative person? It's so easy to be negative today with all the things going on in society. When you turn on the news, there's always something going to discuss that's wrong or bad. And I think it's important that you have a game plan. Have a game plan to be successful. How am I going to overcome the negativity? And if you do, you will find you'll have a better chance of succeeding. It's so, so important, I think, from an attitude perspective to be prepared for all these different things that can happen. All right, as I said, 913-3810-810 is our number. Let's see what Michael has to say. Michael, good morning. How are you? Good. How, how are you? Great. Get your thoughts. Um, so I am a former athlete and uh, coach right now a little bit on the side. And I think visualization is important. And I understand what you're saying for kids to visualize when bad things happen. My question for you is, is there an age difference on when you think that they're able to really be able to do that? As a psychologist, I mean, you know, certain age range you're able to... I think I think you can I think you can teach young kids to visualize without really explaining to them what it is. I think seven, eight, nine years of age, when they start playing sports, you talk to them about you know sort of imagining themselves doing well, get them in their mind to just sort of see themselves doing well, and I think that can help quite a bit. But I think yeah. the, the actual real visualization exercise is more middle school and later is when you can really apply that. But I think when you're younger, it's just about. The, the, the communication that you give with these young athletes about seeing themselves having fun, doing well, and just reinforcing that in their minds. And then that consequently that's going to allow them to start to see that a lot. You know, I, I've had a lot of experiences with coaches, and, and not many of them really focus on that aspect of it. And the few ones that do definitely are the better ones that I've seen because our kids are multi- prepared and not just the physical way. Exactly. And that's why I talk about that, Michael. Listen, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Have okay. a good day. Good luck. All right, that frees up our number here at 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach, if you're an athlete. How do you get mentally prepared to compete? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is Sports Psychology Today. We're on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, we talk about the mental side of sports on this show every week. Today's topic are the keys to success, as I call them, preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence, called PFAC, P-F-A-C. What do you do to get prepared to play? Where's your focus? What kind of attitude do you have, and where is your confidence level at? I've been talking about this for the past 40 minutes or so, and I'd like to hear from you. If you are a coach, what do you do to get your team or your athletes ready to play? Our number is 913-3810-810. 913 Three eight ten eight ten. If you are an athlete, do you have a mental routine that you use to get ready to play? How does that affect your your game plan, your focus, and your attitude? Are you more negative or positive when you compete? If you are a golfer and you just triple bogey a hole, you've been playing great. You're shooting even par after five holes, and you triple bogey the sixth hole for whatever reason. Does your game go in the t- down, the, down the toilet then? Does everything fall apart because of that one bad hole? And maybe on that one bad hole, you really only had one bad shot. Maybe you hit your first ball in the water, then you had to hit your next shot, so you're on the green in three, got a long putt, you miss it, and you triple bogey the hole. 
So does that ruin the rest of your round? Or do you say, you know what? That was one bad hole is one bad shot. Don't worry about it. Let's focus on the next shot. Where is your mindset at? How do you handle that? I think a lot of that has to do with preparation. And I think one of the things that I'm seeing more and more in my practice in the 37 years I've worked as a sports psychologist, we're starting kids at younger and younger ages in sports. We're putting more pressure on them to be successful at younger and younger ages. Consequently, we expect them to do well and succeed all the time. And then when we don't, we get upset at them. And I don't think they learn enough about failure and losing and negativity at younger and younger ages and how to embrace it. In our book, Just Let Him Play, that I co-wrote with Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and Olympic swim coach Pete Malone, who's in the Olympic Swimming Hall of Fame as a coach. We talk about embracing failure can lead to fun. Our third chapter. Why? Because you're going to fail. I don't care what sport you play, what level you're at, you will screw up. You will make mistakes. You will not succeed all the time. The question is, how do you respond how do you come back from it? How do you deal with it? Like to hear from you. If you're a coach or an athlete, give me a call. Our number is 913-3810-810. When you have failed or screwed up, how do you come back from that? What do you do to respond and keep moving on? Or does that negativity consume you and suck the wind out of you and cause your performance to go downhill? 913-3810-810 is the number. I think learning to deal with negativity in sports is important. I emphasize to coaches at their practices that you put your team or your individuals in situations where they fail. If you're a golf pro, does every shot have to be perfect because you're not going to hit every ball perfectly because you're going to have some in divots, in the rough, on the edge of the course, out of the trap? on the lip of the lip of the sand trap, whatever. You're going to have shots that are going to be difficult to execute. So how do you teach your athletes to deal with that? If you're a tennis pro, how do you teach your athletes when they've lost the first set 6-1? to one? Even though they're playing well. May have been hitting the ball well. The other player just hit some winners and key points. How do you teach them to mentally stay with it? If you're a baseball coach and your pitcher warms up great, then comes in and gives up a home run to the first batter. But they felt great in the bullpen warming up. Do you teach them to be ready to deal with that? See, too many of these things happen too often, and I don't think we spend enough time working on this as coaches. And I found over the years, the more time you spend talking with your athletes about preparation for failure, not that you want to fail, but that you're going to. And I see a lot of these young athletes in my office, and I have more recently in the last four or five years, they can't handle when they screw up. They feel they've let their team down, they feel they've let their coaches down, they feel they've let their parents down, and themselves down. They don't understand that failure is a piece of the puzzle, and it may be the biggest piece. The greatest athletes I have found over the years have overcome failure. They've overcome negativity. They've overcome stress not just as an athlete, but as a person. They've learned that in their lives, they have to deal with these things. You know, recently there's been a lot written about Michael Phelps and all the problems he's had out of the pool. I overcame that. A lot written about Tiger Woods and what he's had to do to overcome 
his personal issues, and he's had a lot of them. They've had to deal with these things. It's affect their sports performance. It's affect who they are as people. You know, as an athlete, the bottom line is you're a human being. You're a person. You've got feelings. You've got emotions. You've got relationships that go on off the athletic field. And who you are as a person has a great deal to do with who you are as an athlete. One of the key words that I always talk to people about in my practice is balance. How do you balance everything out? How do you balance your life out? How do you balance out the successes and the failures? What do you do when you do, when you do fail, when you do screw up, when you do make mistakes? How do you react to that? How do you come back from that? What's your game plan? And that to me is where mental preparation is a big piece of this. The greatest athletes all screw up. They all make mistakes. They've all failed. And oftentimes that's what's made them great because they've learned to appreciate it and understand it. That's why in our book we talk about embracing failure. Embrace it as part of your sports performances. It's part of your life. And deal with it. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. Don't, don't, don't try to avoid it. Confront it head on. If you're a golfer and you shank a shot, how are you going to feel? Well, you're not going to be happy. Of course you're not. But you have to have a game plan to react to that and come back from that. If you're a tennis player and you're double fault on game point, but it's the third game of the set, how are you going to come back and react to the receiving serve in the next, next point? If you're a baseball player and you strike out with the bases loaded in the sixth inning, how are you going to put that behind you and move on? It's important to understand failure. And that's where the preparation part comes in. I talked earlier in the show. And to wrap things up, we'll go back to the four keys to success. Preparation is about getting ready, mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally. Having a game plan. Having a plan on what you're going to do in your mind to deal with all the situations that may come up. That's not just about succeeding, but about when you screw up or when you make mistakes or things don't happen the way you want. How are you going to react to that? As I said, focus is about what you're concentrating on. And how you concentrate the best has a lot to do with how you deal with the distractions that you may be confronted with. Internally in your mind about what you're thinking about or externally with what's happening around you. Distractions are all over the place. But if you're able to focus to your best ability, the best of your ability to focus, you're able to deal with these things. And then that, once again, takes us to attitude. Attitude, as I said earlier, is about being positive and realistic. A positive, realistic attitude means I want to do well, I want to do my best, but I all always know I'm probably going to screw up, I'm probably going to make a mistake, and I just need to keep going. And that's why, to me, attitude is so important because we're faced with negativity every day, whether it's from a coach, a teammate, a friend, a parent, a teacher, there's going to be some negativity somewhere. Just turn on the TV. There's negativity everywhere. It's how you react to that. So having a game plan, that goes back to the preparation part, is important. And then finally, that takes us to self-confidence. Confidence is the belief in your abilities, the belief in who you are. And I believe we build confidence by learning about success and failure. You build confidence by teaching yourself when you have failed how you can come back from it. I mentioned earlier, I'd like to ask this question. Do you have to be confident to be successful or do you have to be successful to be confident? 
I believe confidence comes first. If you're confident, it will make it easier. Because here's the deal. If you're confident, you can deal with failure a lot better. If you have to be successful to be confident, well, then what happens when you fail? Then your confidence is gone. I believe you can be confident and fail because you'll know even though you failed, you still believe in yourself and you can do it. And you know failure is part of the game. Every week on this show, I bring up topics that I think will be interesting to discuss and talk about. Today's topic focused on the keys to success. Preparation, focus, attitude, confidence. I call them PFAC, P-F-A-C. I think these are four words. If you're a coach, you work with your athletes on. If you're an athlete, you work on with yourself. That will help you improve, help you get better, help you understand your sports performance. And in the end, if you work on these things, you can have all the physical skills as well. You will probably end up doing a lot better in the long haul. Preparation, focus, attitude, confidence, the keys to success. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Every week I'm here talking with you about the mental side of sports. I've been in practice for 37 years. There are a lot of ways to reach me. You can follow me on Twitter at, at DRJSportsPsych, at DRJSPRTPSYCH. My website is winnersunlimited.com, W-I-N-N-E-R-S, unlimited.com. Send me an email there, drj at winnersunlimited.com. Check out the products I have on there. I have all kinds of relaxation, visualization, exercises for sport that you can learn and use. This show is called the Sports is called Sports. This show is called the Sports Psychology Hour, and I'm here every week from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City.